Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the ISO sessions of This Is My Burden podcast. I am so thankful to be welcoming back, welcoming back rather, one of the good friends of the show. She was present and one of the panelists at our very first live show ever, and is a longtime friend of the show, of course, Miss Peggy No Stevens. Peggy, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you, Perry. And you just taught me something. I didn't know that I was on what I call the virgin tour of a live show for you. This is like, <laughs> that's going to be like going down in history one day. So we, we, um, little peek behind the curtain. <clears throat> this is actually coming out. Um, the, the day that would have been our second live show ever and um, unfortunately, we had to postpone everything because of COVID-19 and quarantine and people trying to take care of themselves and everything. But I, I'm just I'm, I'm thankful that uh, y- you were able to be a part of that because, you know, it, it I, I said it at the time, but there there was something there is and was something to be said about the female voices in bourbon and. I, I am coming at this, and I, I this is a conversation that I wanted to try to avoid so much, especially at that time. But it, it, it's something that is so crucial to the the stability of bourbon is not just making it a man's game, but trying to encourage everyone to enjoy it. And that's why I wanted you to be there for that first show. Well, it was so much fun, and you had a great panelist. I mean, Andrea <laughs> Wilson, and you know our other our other podcast friends, as you know. Um, so it yes. was it was just so much fun. Sarah was great. Sarah was really great, and she she did something in front of everybody that we were. I knew it was coming. I knew that it had to happen at some point. Um, but she just straight up said in front of, you know, a, a crowd of 75 people, Peggy, will you be my mentor? And I <laughs> loved that so much. That yeah. just warmed my heart. That was wonderful. <laughs> and, and such a surprise, you know. Um, and I'm always so grateful, honestly, to look back at my career. And, you know, they always say a really great sign of leadership is to look back and see the people that you brought along. So every, every time a woman asks my help in mentoring or just sometimes just share advice, you know, it's not even a long-term relationship. Um, I'm always honored because I, I hope, I hope that's what I'm known for one day. And it seems like you have, and I mean, we, we've talked about it countless times at this point, what, whether it's been on the show or off the show that you you just are synonymous, regardless of whether or not you established bourbon women, but you're you're just, you seem to be the bourbon woman. And I I love that, (laughs) you know? I mean, I feel like that is, that's like your brand. That is your timestamp in the the industry at this time, in the culture at, at, at this time. But... It it I imagine at some point you step back and you go, yeah, okay, that's a bit much, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I, I do feel I can honestly say I've been a bourbon woman all my life. 
even before sure. I was in the industry. Oh, of course. You know, of course. so so the timestamp started way, way back. Um, and you know, I look back today and I think, yeah, I mean, it's been part of my fabric. Um, I can't deny that. And I hope to continue uh, doing innovative projects and things that I can do. How do I say? I always do my joy. I always do my passion. And I always have passion projects. And Bourbon Women Association was a passion project, no doubt. And I hope it continues. And and it, it seems like it's still going as strong as it ever has. But in, in regards to projects... Um, you are the co-author of a new book with uh, Susan Regler, yes. which is fantastic. Um, talk a little bit about that project as well and how that kind of came to be. Well, uh, for, first and foremost, I should say that Susan Regler has become a partner in crime for me. Um, I, <laughs> I just, believe that. Yeah, I, I just told this story not too long ago to somebody that the first time I met Susan Regler, she was the food critic for the Courier Journal here in Louisville, the Louisville yes. newspaper. And I didn't really know her, but way back in the early 2000s, when I worked at Woodford Reserve, I decided, and I think this was kind of my first attempt at uh, attracting women to whiskey, was I held an event called the Women's Bourbon Cigar and Shopping Night. And it was held at the distillery and it was black tie, uh, that Lincoln Henderson was there. He showed up in a black tie and he did a bourbon tasting for all the women and Susan Regler attended. And then we had a cigar aficionado come in and teach us how to cut cigars and how to hold them. And then we had a longest ash contest and Susan Regler won the longest <laughs> ash contest. So, so that was our first time actually meeting and we became friends down the road and then when Bourbon Women started, the association, which believe it or not, Harry, in 2021, we'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary for oh Bourbon gosh. Women. Susan went on to become uh, president of, of Bourbon Women, and so she supported me then. Uh, so I pulled her aside one day and I said, you know, I am just so itchy to do a book that's been in my head for probably 25 years. And I, I just haven't really focused on it. And you've written so many books. How have you done it? Because uh, I, I have written a couple books in the past, but it takes a great amount of discipline. And Susan is just a dynamo with bourbon books. So I said, this is what I want to do. Uh, wouldn't it be fun if we partnered together and we share our knowledge and we share all of our experiences with bourbon women and, you know, we just see how it goes. So what was so hysterical is us, if you could picture it, because we have two very different personalities, two very different approaches to whiskey and bourbon and entertaining. <laughs> and we we just had a ball writing this book together. It's like the odd couple <laughs> writing a book together. <laughs> and so what That's turned fantastic. out, yeah, because I was all, you know, about making sure the photos and the presentation and entertaining tips you know, and then we talk bourbon and I'd say, well, here's how I do it. How do you do it? Let's blend that together. You know, so it was just kind of a labor of love of friendship. And so wait till you see this, this week officially launches the book because it's, uh, the, they're all at the, the bookstores now. And so we're very excited about that. And wait till you see our launch video. We decided to, it's going to uh -huh. launch on Friday of this week. We decided to take a little bit of a comedic 
uh, approach because who <laughs> in the world writes a book about entertaining in your home during a quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you just got to laugh. You just got to laugh about that. And Susan and I have been laughing the entire time we've written this book. And I hope when people read it, um, they appreciate what went behind it because we had a ball. I am so very, very excited to to actually read the book, too. Um, you, you mentioned... Um, the the writing partner behind Susan Regler, and that's Joy Perini, who just over a year ago passed away. Oh, yes. um, what what a great great loss, not just to the the writing community of whiskey, but um, you know just just the tasting community as well. I mean, Joy has been missed exponentially since last year, and and how have you? And and Susan kind of worked with each other to counterbalance the loss with the joy of being able to work together to create something and kind of maybe a little bit fill that void. Well, you know, it's interesting because Joy Marini, she she was fearless. Absolutely. Uh, you know, she had more. I always said, you know, she had so much gusto. Uh, yes. And she could put a drink together. If you ever watched her mix a cocktail, like she never even looked at the glass. <laughs> I mean, I, I really think she looked at you the entire time she was making the drink. <laughs> and I don't even know how to do that. But um, so I think in a lot of ways where Susan and I look back at Joy is we we laugh a lot because she was really funny, very dry wit. Uh, yes. and, and she was such kind of a powerhouse in her own respect, being fearless and everything. That this book, we've even used some of the cocktails. Uh, it's really kind of a celebration. Um, anytime that we have included anybody in a book, uh, and you know, regardless of Susan and I writing together or separately, you know, it's really kind of a celebration of people in our in our lives. So joy is certainly one of those. I had I had to kind of step back for a second because I I have such an affinity for joy. I mean, I, it, I'm sorry. There, there is just this thought of the Kentucky cocktail book oh, yeah. and, 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 and I, I know that it's such, it's such an easy thing to reach to, but when you are a first time bourbon cocktail drinker or a maker, that is like, it, it feels like the Bible right. for us. I can right? see that. Sure. And and thinking about the fact that her legacy lives on, not just through her works, but through the people that she has reached, regardless of whether or not she is staring them down and making a cocktail based <laughs> on what she feels like mm -hmm. they would enjoy, but but just through through personal connection is so exciting and so heartwarming to me. And it, I, I'm so the ISO sessions are not necessarily about the the weeds of you know the bourbon drinkers of the world and everything, right, but right. it it I I wanted to definitely touch on what you are currently doing in um what I would what we would call of course your professional life as a bourbon woman, um and I think that this is really special. This is really cool to see. Um, even despite the times that we are in, um, 
the effort and the power that is present behind something like your new book. And oh, I, I am so, I'm so excited to see how people latch onto this, but we, we're, we're what, 12 minutes into this and I haven't even gotten the chance to ask you, how have you been dealing with this? How are, how are you doing with the quarantine of COVID-19? <laughs> well, you know, I know exactly. And that's why, again, we kind of took a little bit of a comedic approach Yes, <laughs> uh, when we did our lunch video, because I think you have to have a sense of humor and you have to keep your perspective. And even though, um, and, and I'm not going to lie to you, I think I went through what the rest of the world went through, you know, first was a little bit of denial because uh, of course. I was literally getting ready to leave for New Orleans uh, Bourbon Festival. Yes. Literally the night before I got a call at nine o'clock at night from the uh, director Tracy Napolitano and said, Peggy, we, we really think we're going to have to, you know, cancel or postpone basically the, the event. Mm -hmm. And it was surreal to me uh, in a lot of ways because it hadn't really affected other parts of the States at that time. It was really kind of centered um, in New York. And uh, frankly, I had just returned from New, New York at the end of January for the, um, uh, Whiskey Hall of Fame that I received right. uh, the right. award ceremony. And I was like, okay, I just left New York. I'm headed to New Orleans. It just got canceled. Um, so I stayed home. And so I was in a little bit of denial uh, as the rest of the world. I think, you know, how serious do we have to take this? You know, what's happening? Well, this will blow over in a couple of weeks and, you know, we'll be fine. And so I was very like, you know, business as usual. Yes, we have to uh, cancel travel and change. And I was, I, have a, I had a ton of speaking engagements in March um, that I had to postpone or cancel. Uh, and that was unfortunate. But at the same time, I don't think it really hit me the severity until our own governor of Kentucky, yes. um, you know, called for, you know, stay at home measures and isolation. So I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to make the best of it. I wrote the longest to do list of my life, <laughs> of everything I needed to do around the house and, you know, things that I had not done at work because I put it off like filing and, you know, uh, just all these different things that I thought, oh, I'm going to get so much done. Not that it was a vacation, but it was just a chance to really, you know, catch up on things that I had not done in, in a long I, time. I, I, so I, I feel that on... <laughs> As much of an emotional level, kind of a spiritual level as mm -hmm, well, which mm -hmm. is so it, it, I don't I don't speak a lot on the podcast about the way that I kind of deal with things in in kind of a spiritual level. And it's not necessarily always towards quote unquote God. Right. Right. It 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 is kind of just towards this this feeling of peace. And and towards reaching for tomorrow, exactly. right? And exactly. I I have never written for myself a creed for tomorrow mm -hmm. or a, a kind of a mantra for tomorrow, and and that was something that I I took the time to really sit down and craft. What am I trying to be? 
tomorrow that I wasn't able to be today. Right. And, and, and it's such a genuine, beautiful moment that I really don't feel like I would have gotten to experience outside of the stay at home measures or the, the, the time that, you know, we were trying to take care of other people. And I, I sincerely feel like this is the time for us to understand who we are as people and what it means for us to respect others going forward. Well, I couldn't agree more. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, like I said, I think it's for everyone in the world, this has come in waves, you know, because it's been denial. Then, Oh, okay. A little bit of panic. Uh, What are we supposed to do? (laughs) Then you say, I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to do my to-do list. Then, and and I think that's where I am now is what you're talking about is I just posted something on my Instagram that said the future me is so very glad I never gave up. Yes. Uh, And I think everybody now is assessing and saying, okay, things may not go back to normal. So what does that look like in our world, Mm -hmm. in our industry and with my family, with my travel, with my business, what, what does that look like now? And How do you evolve? So I'm looking truly forward to a little bit of evolution. I think that many seeds that I had planted, you know, even a year ago have come to fruition. And so I think the journey could be the most exciting time of my life in the next 10 years. That, that kind of, that notion and I'm not saying that you might have felt this way, but I have to ask you, leading up to the the COVID-19 quarantine, did you feel like you were getting stagnant creatively or, or in terms of your reach? Well, I don't think in terms of my reach, just because I knew the book was coming. My goodness, I was so honored Hall of Fames within six months. You know, well, I was, I that, was feeling so um, <laughs> on top of things. Honestly, I just felt so rewarded uh, by the hard work and the effort and the accolades. And so I was in a, uh, a feeling of being grateful. And you still there, Peggy? Very, yeah, I was just in yeah, grateful okay, mode. Right. And uh, looking at, you know, I had some very nice big projects coming up that have been delayed now. Um, So I was kind of in this big role, but to your point, sometimes when you're on a roll, you spin and you don't stop and take time to think about really where you are. And, you know, it's like I tell my team who I I have the best (laughs) team that works for me and I tell them, you know, life is wonderful, but sometimes you have to pivot and we all have to pivot. And so we're pivoting right now. We're, we're seeking new things. We're trying to figure out, you know, what's next in, in our book. I'm, I'm already thinking of my next book. I never would have thought of my next book. Oh my God, it just, this first one just came out. Or it's not my first one, but my next one. Sure. And so, you know, I think that it's brought a really exciting opportunity. It might not feel good right now to everyone where we sit. Uh, I am, my heart has always been in hospitality. I am trying to do so many fundraisers right now for the hospitality industry, the bartenders. Guild. Absolutely. I mean, I'm averaging probably three podcasts a week, just doing fundraisers. And so, <laughs> it, you know, right now I'm just where I need to be. 
I'm where that, I need to be right now. Absolutely. And, and I, I don't think that people understand or recognize that right now. I don't think that there is that self-reflection that is needed by not not just the country but the world just to step back and go this is another part of my story this is just one moment that's right and it it's it's refreshing to hear somebody kind of reflect those thoughts that I feel like I've been building on over the past few weeks and you know it, it's it's been I look we got to be honest there has been kind of a nightmare fuel aspect of it. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> where, We're only human <laughs> if we don't, you know, I mean, you have to feel that. Exactly. And and we we can't there there is such a a strong part of us that understands that we can't ignore what we're going through. We exactly. can't just shirk it and and go you know, tomorrow's another day. It's no different. And, and we have to deal with it. So knowing that there are, to a certain extent, projects or or energy behind what is coming next after the COVID-19 pandemic, I'm so excited for that. I, really I think that's the right attitude to have. I think, yeah. you know, I am forever optimistic. I've always been an optimist. Oh, I, I am too. And I do not um, for one minute deflect that there's not a lot of pain right now with so many people. And I look Absolutely. at our hospital workers. I look at, you know, the people who are literally in the trenches or have lost their job and worry yes, about ma'am. how it's, you know, I would never deflect that, you know, but it's like I, I was telling my team, you know, We have to feel what we feel about the situation. But then I look at like pilots and I think, man, I kind of like my pilot of the plane to be confident, you know, (laughs) because he's going to make a really quick decision in a storm. And usually it's the right one. And then I look at the doctors that are doing these surgeries and taking, and I'm like, you know, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I kind of like a doctor that's really confident <laughs> and maybe has a little bit of ego because, you know, when they are on surgery and they make a decision, it's not without, you know, you're passed out, you know, you're, they, they are going to make the decision. <laughs> so I, I tell you know, my team, I tell my family, you know, this is tough. Feel what you're feeling, but at some point let's get about where Absolutely. we're headed. And, and you know, let's be it, the pilot. Let's be the the doctor. It's it's that um that Mr. Rogers mentality. Look for the people who are leading during dark times. That's right. Right. And 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 try to latch on to to that emotion and 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 that notor- that notion of what's next. That's right. And I'm but, looking so forward. I know this might sound odd to you. I'm looking so forward to the heroes and reading about all the oh, heroism that comes sure. from this. I'm looking so forward to the Nobel Peace Prize winner who creates, mm-hmm. you know, the vaccine or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, something great's going to happen. I 100% agree. What What is fun about this time for me though, and I know it's a very hard pivot, but we are able to kind of 
take time to enjoy what has brought us together, and that's bourbon and whiskey. And I, I have to ask you, what drinks have gotten you through this time? What have you kind of leaned on um, as maybe not your daily drinker, but something that you can kind of look forward to? Uh, during this period? Gosh, it's probably easier to say what I haven't drank in the, in the last few weeks. And I imagine whatever you're going to say is going to make Fred Minnick very proud. <laughs> probably. Fred and I have talked a lot over the last four weeks. Uh, I, but, I, I will yeah. say I have missed Fred so much mm-hmm. over these past few weeks. I mean, and, and it's not that we saw each other, you know, every couple weeks or every month or whatever, but just... Even being able to sit down with him, I, I miss it so, so much. Well, and what, what's so great about Fred right now, I mean, he he is just churning out content on YouTube yes. and everything yes, else. Yes, he is. I mean, it's unbelievable how much he's done. And I'm so proud of him uh, because we've had those conversations, you know, about keeping going and keep going. Um, and the thing about the bourbon industry and the whiskey industry is we're a community. Whether anybody says that or not, I don't know, but I feel they are my community. They are my people. They are there. And so I have enjoyed, um, I've never spent so much time on social media in my entire life, just reading, you know, having something (laughs) to do because I want to know how everybody's doing. And I I like seeing the posts and I like hearing people be creative and, and, you know, having a sense of humor or, um, sharing a beautiful nature scene because it made them happy. Uh, I, I'm enjoying that because that's my community and we're not normal right now. And, no. and how everybody is dealing with it, it is really uh, comforting because we're still in it together. Uh, and I like that. I like that feeling of community. It's been comforting to me. I do too. And I feel like everybody's kind of stepped up to, Stepped up to step back, right. I think, is the, the way that I've felt about it, that, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we all know that we're, we're going through these things, we're feeling these same feelings and experiencing the same emotions, but it, it's, it's unprecedented, and yes. we, we have to, if, if we're not operating at, you know, the same 100% capacity, 100% capacity that we were before, what does 110% look like? Exactly. What does 150% look like? And, you know, by, by looking at somebody like Fred, I mean, that is such an encouragement to continue to do things, you know, not just to the best of your abilities, but how far can you push yourself? So I, but that's all of that is to be said again, <laughs> what are you drinking to get yourself through this? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was how it started, right? That was the start of the question. Um, so what I think I have probably drank more of, because it's probably my favorite, um, is my Black Manhattan. And okay. If, if people aren't familiar with a Black Manhattan, you make it pretty much the same way, but you add just a splash of Amaro, which is like a liqueur. Oh. Um, and it, it has a little bit of a cherry licorice note to it. And it just adds just a little bit elevation to the actual Manhattan. So that has been wonderful. My husband makes a killer whiskey sour, um, which will just punch you in the face after two. 
Um, so I, I, we always enjoy those. It's because we have a great patio. The mint is, we have a little mint growing up on the patio. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. And so I say that in anticipation of what I'm going to drink next, because, um, you know, first week of May was supposed to be Derby and we always uh, flip the mint on the patio and make juleps. And so we will be making juleps this weekend and next, I promise you. Mm. I, I, there, there was just a, a, a part of my soul that reconnected with Kentucky heritage (laughs) and my Kentucky heritage when she said that, because (laughs) I mean, every day, every week has just been like, yep. Okay. This is just the next 24 hours, but goodness gracious to celebrate what could have been, I think is just as good. It's just as fun. So it will be. be. And I'm I'm telling you right now, I know that Derby has been postponed till September and for every good reason. Um, But I will first weekend of May uh, be making some of my traditional Derby favorites. And like I said, drinking juleps. And I know that the people in Louisville will be celebrating Derby from their home. I just know. Oh, we I I fully believe that people are going to be singing from the rooftops the praises of the the mint julep right exactly exactly (laughs) this this weekend so uh peggy i i want to go ahead and wrap this up thank you so much uh for chatting with me for a little bit it is always a pleasure getting to talk with you whether it's at bourbon and beyond or us getting able to sit down on a full panel uh with friends of the show but my goodness it, it's so good to hear from you during these pandemic quarantines uh, <laughs> that, I, that we've been calling it. Um, where can people find you on social media and where can people find your new book if they're able to go out and find it? Absolutely. Well, first of all, uh, Peggy No Stevens, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, websites, PeggyNoStevens.com. If you're interested in the Bourbon Women Association, it is bourbonwomen.org. And the book uh, can be found on Amazon. It can be found at Barnes & Noble. Uh, it can be found, if you're familiar with Carmichael's in Louisville, you know, some of the smaller bookstores is carrying it. And uh, you can pre-order it. Uh, and actually, we are doing, I think, pretty well because they had, Amazon has a second order already. Uh, Gosh, so I was pretty fantastic. excited about that. Pretty excited about that. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. All right. Well, again, Peggy, thank you so much for, for being with me for this ISO Sessions. If you want to uh, follow us on social media, it is at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can leave us a rate and review on the iTunes app, and then you can become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month. For $5 a month, you get bonus content. And we really do appreciate everybody who has been supporting the show over the past couple of months, despite all of the the COVID-19 issues and the pandemic. We, it, it, I just cannot thank you all enough for support, supporting the show. I think that does it for this, uh, this edition of the ISO Sessions. Peggy knows Stevens. Goodness gracious. I'm just so happy I got to talk to you this week, my friend. Oh, thank you, Perry. And it was wonderful <laughs> to hear from you. Wonderful. And it I wish, great to hear wish you and your family the best. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. We'll see you all next week for the main episode and for next week's Eyes of Sessions. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my Bourbon Podcast. 
ISO sessions. I think that's how I've been ending these. <laughs> <laughs>